Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Almighty being closer and everything that's going on in the game. We actually have more info. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you want to listen to these as entire podcast audio episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform. They're great to listen to as a podcast. There's past episodes on there. YouTube, thank you so much. We just hit 47K subscribers. We're inching to 50K hitting like share subscribe and the bell button helps me out so the almighty got closer there was a little cutscene in the game bunch of stuff is happening and more stuff has happened since there was another trailer this one intentionally launched and this is not a leak this is a genuine trailer launched by uh bungie and then a splash page announcing the june 9th 9 a.m pacific time uh reveal of the next chapter in destiny too. So we're going to walk through what happened in the game, what's been happening with all of this, and there's only one thing I can't tell you about, but there is, there is, there's, there's more that's, that I, that I can't say, because we're, I'm, I'm basically under like a confidential thing. So there, there's going to be more to talk about soon, hopefully. So what happened? Um, at reset, there was that scene of the triangle silhouette getting to Jupiter. Now that got leaked and I never really talked about it, okay? So that got leaked, and I didn't really talk about it, but that actually is in the game now, confirming that the pyramid ships are at Jupiter. Also, if you go down to the bunkers, the pyramid ships are no longer moving forward. They they got to a certain point, and now they stopped, right? And that means that maybe they're doing something there. Maybe that's where they decided to go and stay. Also, at the at the reset on Tuesday, when the sun rose, the Almighty was significantly closer in the skybox. Super exciting, super dope. We were all pumped. It was pretty cool. It has not gotten any closer. Uh, I have speculated that something will happen Friday. I think something's going to happen Friday because there was an emblem that got data mined. We're going to witness Rasputin's full power. I think something's going to happen on Friday at reset the way they did Saint 14 and that'll make it clear that the season is over and Rasputin did his thing and we'll get the emblem or whatever. I think it's going to be like a live event. I think Tassie's been on to something with his predictions about them doing some sort of a live event to promote the next uh, the next season. Now, at the time I wrote this outline this morning, there was no word from Bungie. I can't say that anymore. They since have released a teaser trailer of the Drifter getting into a ship and flying to Europa, and he's got like a mask on, like a helmet mask thing, and he like lights a flame or whatever. That lines up with some other leaks. I'm not going to go through those leaks right now. I don't want to spoil anything for you. If you want to go look up that on your own, it seems that those leaks from 4chan are ringing true. So feel free to go look those up if you would like. They seem significant uh, if they come true. (laughs) It's just an eyebrow raise for me. That's all I'm going to say. So at this point... I don't think we're going to get the season calendar and here's the season pass rewards bungee splash page. I don't think that uh, is going to happen. Something keeps refreshing and then counting down on this page. Oh, it's the background animation. Um, So I don't think we're going to get any of that. Now, we will probably get that next week once we're in the season. They'll probably update the splash page. We can go check out all the stuff for anybody who hasn't presently bought it or is, you know, waiting or considering buying it. You actually can't buy the seasons until they go live anyway. So that splash page, when you come here and it says Seasons of the Worthy of Dawn of the Undying, there'll be one there for, I've been calling it Season of Salvation. So, uh, 
that is that's going to be probably what happens and again i think something's probably going to happen this friday now let's talk about the leaked teaser trailer because it's essentially the exact same as the drifter one it's eris morn on what appears to be europa in the snow doing something weird with her hand uh, some folks have said we're going to get a bunch of teether- teasers between now and Tuesday of a bunch of different characters heading to the planet. I think that's a decent theory. You could do little nine second trailers. We're all going to get really excited seeing all these different people heading towards Europa, Ikora, Zavala. That's not a leak, by the way. That was just somebody making that prediction. That could be cool if they do something like that. In my mind, this is about the expansion. This is not about sept- uh, the summer, but... I think, and this came out in Q&A, I think the summer is setting up September. So if we get Europa in the summer, it might be limited. It might not let you go everywhere. It might be smaller. And then in September, they'll they'll do more. There'll be another location like September will be significantly bigger. I don't know if they're going to give us a completely brand new giant patrollable area in the summer and we had this question during Q&A would that set bad expectations because suddenly for $10 you get this insanely massive season I don't think they can deliver that all the time I could imagine we would get into the winter season if it was closer to the size of season of dawn people would be like this is a ripoff this is stupid I paid $10 in the summer and got way more I politely told those people to shut the frick up I mean stop being a destiny Karen I mean if they give us a bigger season that's that I the analogy I gave was if you go to Qdoba and it's a new trainee and they give you way more chicken than they're supposed to you can't come back the next time and get angry that they give you like the appropriate amount okay if we get a bunch more in the summer and you get it for only the ten dollars just take that as a bank error in your favor right you're getting more than they typically are going to do in a season all right i just think people need to chill the frick out stop making companies hesitant to give you good stuff so but i do think they are going to be tied together whatever happens this summer i think is tied to september i think the primary driver of this reveal you know this on June the 9th I think the primary driver of that is the September season it is the DLC and I think they're going to say something to the effect of you can start the journey today with season of salvation or whatever and we're going to be doing sort of like laying the groundwork to lead to what happens in September during the summer they also said the summer was going to be like no other time in destiny's history you know like no other time in destiny that means we could be doing pretty significant cool story beats. I think that's mainly what's going to be happening. Significant story beats and significant changes in the game are going to be what primarily happens uh, in the summer. And they typically don't do something like this, this June 9th, 2020 thing. This is not language they use for a season. So I don't think that's what this is referring to. They're not going to get everybody hyped up, get everybody's attention to talk about, you know, here's the season pass on the season calendar. This is, this is, this is bigger than that. Um... And then I want to talk about this week, okay? I think the Almighty might get closer at some point. Maybe it get closer on Friday. It didn't get closer today. So maybe on Friday it gets closer. Once it gets closer, then something happens. Maybe there's a cutscene. Um, maybe it, he gets closer and then we have to wait until like Monday or Saturday or something. So like once he's closer, then something happens in response. I don't know. But I do think something is going to happen between now and reset in light of the emblem that says we're going to witness Rasputin's full power. A live event to drive marketing is really, really smart. I had a lot of people ask me in Q&A, what do you think about this as, as a comparison to other marketing things they've done? 
I actually like this more. I think it's more exciting than like, I, I, I think it's exciting to come over trailers and to, and to look at a season pass reward structure and the calendar. I love doing that with you guys, but I actually think this is more exciting. And I made a comparison. If you remember when they did the Game Informer spread for Rise of Iron and we literally saw full raid armor sets, I was not a fan of that. I did not like that. So I think this is a cool way to market the product, to get us excited, and we know, this is the thing I want to say, we know that there will be information. It's not like they're going to do this, and then every week we're just sort of left in the dark about, well, what the frick is going on? They're, they're going to give us information. There will be a roadmap, there will be a calendar, there will be, you know, a splash page for what I've been calling Season of Salvation. I, so it's not like we're going to not get information. This isn't supplanting information. This is just a different runway to the plane taking off. And I actually think it's really dope. It's a cool way to do it. So season, the calendar, the info, the past, and the trailer, I do think seems necessary in light of Dylan's comments. Dylan made comments about the season of Dawn calendar that got criticism because of the Bastion. He said they have to communicate value to people who are going to buy it. Well, if you can't buy it until the season starts, it doesn't need to show up until that point in time. It doesn't need to show up a week ahead of time so it'll probably show up next week too as Dylan said that's DMG to communicate that value to people who haven't bought it yet a lot of us bought the ex- the, the expensive edition of Shadowkeep that includes all the seasons so it just kind of gets you know thrown in I want to say this was a bad this was a bad season all right I've continued to use the analogy this was a bad inning they didn't get any anybody on base they just really really struck out it, nothing seemed to land uh, the seasonal events and, and and content and guns didn't land so that player struck out trials struck out and then guardian games and kind of the the event oriented end with you know fell winters and all that that player struck out three outs boom inning over like nothing they really tried to do this season got on base or got any trials action that's the analogy i've continued to use but i will say similar to how drifter ended on a strong note i feel like this season's also ending on a strong note i think the story beats have been really really cool the impending threat of the pyramid ships and the the fell winter's quest was dope even though it was kind of dumb and glitched it was still amazing and what's going on with the almighty is something we've never done in destiny before it's really really cool and it has me excited about the future call me a fanboy but I, i think bungie's done a good job with the parts that you know we're getting to enjoy now so the season stunk but hopefully this means things can turn around the same way when we went from drifter to opulence so if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that comes with the video, The Almighty is Closer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. That will bring you right to my Twitch channel. Uh, if you want to listen to these as entire audio podcast episodes, you can look up SNTR Presents on any podcast platform to catch old episodes or new. They go up every day, Monday through Friday. Those of you on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. That helps me out. We just hit 47,000 subs. We're get, we're inching more and more closer and closer to 50,000 subs on YouTube, so thank you for doing that. And we are continuing to do question and answer before the talk. It helps us stay in front and filter questions so that Q&A can be a little bit better. We were doing the talk and then allowing questions. We had this big interlude and then I'd have like 70 questions waiting for me and it was leading to like a degradation of Q&A. So we've been, we're going to continue doing that. We've gotten really positive response from both the live chat and uh, the YouTube comments as well.
Redshifty with the first question. Is it odd that Rasputin is now fully powered up, but hasn't done anything about the Almighty? Anna's dialogue seems dissonant with the pending impact of the tower and looming threat of the pyramids, doesn't it? Well, him being fully powered doesn't mean that it's close enough for him to, like, shoot. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how they want to time this. There's a lot of different theories floating around right now about how this is going to go. In about 57 minutes, we're going to check the tower and we're going to see if the Almighty's any closer. I think they might do like a daily thing. They like doing that at the end of the season. They like doing like a daily, the tower has a thing updating. They did it with Empyrean Restoration. There's another theory that they'll do something on Friday. Reset, it'll get closer. Maybe there's a cutscene. Maybe that's when he blows it up. That's when Saint-14 shows up. Uh, that's when Saint-14 showed up after being rescued. Um, he was like, where is he? Where is he? And then he showed up on Friday. That's when Zer shows up. So I would say those are both very, very viable uh, theories. I don't think, I think the most unlikely thing is that literally nothing happens until Tuesday. That would be strange. I feel like they're going to leverage the live event feel of this to get everybody hyped and, and kind of self-perpetuate and self-market the next uh, the next season. So doing nothing seems like the least likely. Even if, I'm not even talking about like marketing, like getting a trailer, getting a website where it's like, you know, bungie.net slash season of salvation. We've been calling it uh, season of salvation. I'm not even talking about marketing or trailers or any of that. I think something's going to happen in the game. There's literally an emblem for this season that we witness him him doing something. We witness his full power. So you have to get that emblem in this season. So something is going to happen before the season ends. I, that's it's been it's basically been data mined that we're going to see Rasputin do something in this season. I don't think they're going to do it in next season. That'd be weird because it's like the emblem is for season of the worthy. McCheshire. At what point in the next week do you expect the Almighty to reach its conclusion? Do you see any issues if it's left until the last minute? This is very closely related to the first question, so you basically already got an answer about timing and how I think that they're probably going to do something either daily just to keep us interested or something Friday. Uh, We've seen the Almighty in the skybox almost three months after the beginning of the season. And the only thing we've been doing are chores to power up Rasputin. Is this the mo- is this model of storytelling the biggest detriment of the season model in year three so far? I actually am not going to attribute a bunch of blame on the model of storytelling. I'm, I'm really not. The model of storytelling is not the biggest detriment. I think the biggest detriment of this year, what they did in year three, this model, is activities and loot retiring after three months. I think that has hurt what they could do and what they have done more than anything this season being weak might have been it still would have been hotly criticized but if we could have fallen back on sundial and the sundial grind and those weapons um if we could have fallen back on vex offensive i i think people might have been mad but it might not have hit such a fever pitch i think this season hit a fever pitch because it's just not good content and content standing on its own for three months is really really freaking risky it means that it has to be just absolutely stellar or or people are not going to uh want to play they're going to be like i'm out i have z- i have zero interest uh in playing and 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 doing any of the activities and there was nothing to fall back on and i think that's that is an understandable uh frustration for people 
clap for you. Do you think there is a possibility that in the sky they will launch the new Bungie Direction back to the... Oh, I'm sorry. In the fall. I don't know why I said that. In the fall, they will launch the new Bungie Direction and go back to their original Destiny title, especially with the possibility of Microsoft assisting. There's a lot of theories floating around about this. I know Fitzy had a tweet that got a lot of traction because the leaked trailer down at the bottom, it had Bungie and then it just had like the Destiny logo. Um, people are really, really overanalyzing that. I went to Bungie's website and they, they do not have a consistent use of that logo. It's not always used with the two. It's not always used without the two. It's used interchangeably. We talked about this yesterday. You know, branding standards dictate that you can do that sort of thing with a logo or a mark. Um, So people are then theorizing that, oh, they're dropping the two. Now, prior to Fitzy's tweet and Fitzy's observation, people were already doing that. People were already saying, oh, eventually they're just going to drop the two. They're just going to call it Destiny Universe. They're just going to call it Destiny or whatever. And they're not going to do a Destiny 3. If they drop the two in September, I think that will completely shoot down any theory or hope of a Destiny 3. If they maintain and keep the two for the next couple of years, that doesn't prove my position, but it certainly keeps it from being dismantled completely. If they drop the two entirely, then my theory about a Destiny 3 landing in like 2023, at that point, I would consider my theory pretty much dismantled. I I can't see them doing that. I can't see them dropping the two and then launching Destiny 3, you know? Now... They could do, they could drop the two and still launch what is, is sort of seen as a sequel, something crazy substantive in 2023 with a new engine or something. And they just say, they just give it a different moniker, Destiny, and then some name. My only issue with that from a marketing standpoint is it's really hard to market something that would sound like a DLC. If they drop the two and in 2023, which is three years from now, they launch what is supposed to be seen as like a sequel and it's called Destiny. Um, Destiny the Time War or something. Well, then people would be like, is that a DLC? Why is it $60? You know, well, no, this is actually like a, basically a brand new game. It's a brand new launching pad. We're going into a different era. All these things are going to happen in between the Destiny we have now and the Destiny Time War. Um, so dropping the two, I would be concerned, limits them in a way that if they were to drop the two, I don't think that there would ever be like an actual quote-unquote sequel coming out. It would just sort of be like a wow thing where they they just keep doing big expansions you know, every year and just trickle stuff out. Wii U failed because people thought it was an accessory for the Wii. Right, like when you have the same name, you know, that the Xbox Series X, you know, something is really nice about PS4 and then PS5. There's no doubt in your mind that it's a brand new console. And when you go from an Xbox One to an Xbox Series X, you might think, I already have an Xbox, why am I buying the Series X? Like there's nothing to distinguish it. Um, so marketing, marketing sometimes like that. I think you have to take that into consideration. Clap for you with another question. Do you find it interesting that the pyramid ship surrounding Jupiter rather than the moon where the down pyramid ship is located? You think that's the only one? I mean, I I don't know. There could be other pyramid ships in the universe. (laughs) If you think that's the only one, then you might be being a little presumptive. I mean, they could, there could be more of them. Um, that could lead to the cataclysm moment that, you know, Mike, uh, 30 and so gaming has been promoting. 
Um, our professor dad with 38 months thank you hypnotic with 12 months thank you you know 30 and so gaming has been saying that he thinks there's going to be like a cataclysmic a, a cataclysm event like they did in wow and if all of a sudden the pyramid ships show up and start doing something weird to titan they could slowly do it to all the other planets like the pyramid just like jump up out of the ground um and they start destroying the the ge- the, the geographic sort of landscape of the planets uh and if they do that, then that could be like the the takenified prediction that I made. We made predictions months ago about like, what if the pyramids show up and they start terraforming planets? They start changing the way that they look. They take us to the upside down where like why we, we were looking at ourselves when that ending cutscene happened. And he's like, we're your salvation or whatever. So for me, they could certainly do that. They could certainly say, we're, uh, we're going to we're going to change all the planets. We're not going to delete them, but they're going to be completely and utterly different. And I think that would be pretty cool, honestly, uh, to do it that way, to be like, "Hey, you know, we're we're not getting rid of the planets. We're completely re, you know, revamping them. We're ter- we're terraforming them." Uh, Sulfur with the next question. 2 months from Stofer Wayne. Thank you for everything you do. I've loved the stream since D1. Glad to finally get to subscribe. Thank you. I appreciate that. Didn't Bungie mention wanting to create a continuous story within Destiny? near the Shadowkeep release, period. Is it just me, or does it feel like they still have the issue of multiple branches of story going on at the same time? No, I don't think so. I actually think they have done an excellent job converging the storylines. The the Almighty is a threat, and Rasputin is helping us, but Rasputin's also tracking the pyramid ships. So they're bringing those storylines and having them kind of converge. You've got a sub-narrative um, with you know, the, 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 the little story is, oh my gosh, the impending doom of the almighty. The big meta narrative is the pyramid ships are coming and they are the ancient foe of the traveler. That's the big story. It's like when you're reading a book and the big story is there's a war going on, but then there's like micro little sub stories along the way that are, you know, romances that are happening or fights that are happening but the ultimate story is some war that's going on that comes to its conclusion in chapter 50 but on your way to chapter 50 there's all kind of things that happen along the way that's basically what a season is a season is a chapter and an, un- and an, and an unraveling story and I actually feel like they've tied them together very well I think people have really overstated how Bungie said that they were really going to have an evolving world in, in a story that you know goes from one thing to the next they haven't really done that I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I think they've actually done a very good job. Year 3 storytelling has been significantly better than probably really any time in Destiny. They've really tied everything together, and there's a bigger story emerging. I, I actually think that's that they've done an excellent job at that particular part of it. So, it's Mama again. It's Mama again. Uh... How do you feel about the idea with a vendor reset? Some supposedly like Gambit specific or Vanguard specific items could be obtained via turning in crucible tokens or vice versa. Um, I think there will be some semblance of a vendor refresh in September. I think that's coming. Paul Tassie doesn't agree with me. I think they're doing something more significant. I think we've gotten half of the picture and half of the story. The world loot in Graham is weird to me. It's 30 weapons. You can token slam at the Crucible and get Crucible armor, which is the same armor as Gambit and Vanguard, but it's going to have Crucible decals. While you're doing that, you can get a Gambit weapon to drop that's in that world pool. I think something 
is significant will be happening in September with how much loot we get and actually seeing true vendor refreshes. The armor doesn't worry me. It's like, oh, it's one base armor set, but they're going to share decals. That to me is Bungie just sort of saying, we're not putting our eggs in that basket. We're not putting our eggs in the basket of token slamming. That's not going to be where the cool stuff comes from. And I support that decision. I think that's stupid. Going to the tower and token slamming for really dope looking armor or high stat armor, I think is dumb. And I'm glad they're basically because how many people are going to be token filthy rich in September if they do some sort of a a vendor upgrade or refresh and you can get the new hotness by token slamming that is so bad that's bad game design it's like you're allowing this surplus of wealth to carry into the new content and invalidate sort of natural earning paths if Bungie's going to create natural earning pathways in year 4 you don't want to invalidate that with all your wealthy people and listen i'm not even talking about hardcore players if you've been playing for the last couple of years your tokens are insane and they need to get rid of our excess tokens somehow though well and i think that's why they're doing this it's like well there's going to be purpose of the tokens if you really like the vanguard armor or you want to try to get some of these world drops there'll be a reason to token slam now in that same vein though they could give our tokens other purposes my weapon boon idea uh, weapon bounties or weapon frames you know upgrading the vendor leveling up the vendor like tokens could see you know tokens could see uh, you know a, a resurgence in their purpose um, you know beyond just token slamming uh, what is this Somebody said there's a Japan trailer. Bungie Japan released an, a 10 second trailer. What is that? Who is that? I don't think that's Destiny. Is it? It's like a ship coming out of a, of a drop ship. Is it the drifter? Is that the drifter with like, and he's like lighting something? That's not the drifter. That looks like us. Oops, I closed Twitter. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to break that down. I'm not really sure. Is that I can't see his face. Official Destiny tweeted it. The official tweet from Destiny the game. Okay, hang on. We're gonna we're gonna encase this in QA. Uh we will encase this in QA. So the next season is gonna be Drifter, you think? Yeah, right here. Coordinates received. The future of Destiny arrives June 9th, 9 a.m. Bungie.reveal has finally... No, the website's still not working. Oh, that's when they're going to do the reveal. So it's another trailer for the June 9th thing. It's a dropship... So for audio listeners, it's a dropship coming out of some bigger ship. And then it's heading towards what looks like Europa... And it is, it's the Drifter. It's definitely the Drifter. He's wearing a mask. He's got the little snake thing around his neck. So that's the reveal for something going on with Europa. So that's either related to the season content. Hang on, I got to retweet this. Um, Coordinates received, future of destiny arrives. Uh, Holy frick. That's the Drifter retweet. Um, so the bungie.com forward slash reveal website 
is not working yet so more than likely there will be uh there will be um something hitting that website at that particular time on next week uh at that time so we're gonna go back to question and answer because there's nothing else to talk about other than i'll let it loop for people uh to see um so it's weird that there's also the teaser trailer of what looked like Eris on Europa. So apparently we're all converging on Europa. I don't know. Why would the Drifter also be going there? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a Gambit season. Calm down. Um, so yeah, th- those are my thoughts about the vendor refresh question. Colo. Lore related, so skip if needed. Do you think that this whole time we've spent arming Rasputin's not for the Almighty, but rather to incapacitate the Traveler so he doesn't leave us like last time? Um, I don't really think that the the powering of Rasputin is like a debate. Uh, it could be based on the Nine, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a debate. I don't think it's like, oh my gosh, what Rasputin, you're, you lied to us, Rasputin. Like, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he is going to shoot the Almighty. I don't think it's going to completely destroy it. I do think it's going to damage the tower. But then I think we've got bigger fish to fry. I think he's going to basically be like, the real reason I had you power me up is far bigger, uh, is far bigger than just the Almighty. So, um, Ethanti, do you think Bungie should focus on a more live world like the events in Fortnite, for example, in a possible Destiny sequel? Um, this is one of those like, do you think they should do this kind of a thing? Uh, I, I continue to think that these types of things would work really, really well in Destiny. They would. I think they would work really, really well in Destiny, but. We don't have the engine for it. We don't have dedicated servers, and I think that causes you know that that causes significant problems. Um, so for those of you that are just tuning in, this was tweeted by Bungie just a few moments ago. It's another. It's a teaser trailer for the reveal on June 9th at 9 a.m. an hour before reset, and it's the Drifter flying toward what towards what's look what looks like Europa. This is very similar to the other video that was leaked on Instagram where it was Eris on Europa in the snow and it said June 9th 2020 uh, and it said coordinates received so I think this is related to the DLC in September and because they're going to have all of our attention for a new season they're going to promote September uh, at that time what ship is he leaving though is it his ship it's probably his ship that he's leaving he's leaving his big ship you know into it out into a little ship maybe I think it's his own ship um that he's leaving. He's got a smaller ship coming out of uh, the, the big ship. Uh, Lanigan. With the Almighty being between the Earth and the Sun, why do people think it's going to destroy or affect different planets? Wouldn't that mean it's only possible to affect Earth, Moon, and Mercury? I'm not sure why people are theorizing that. Uh, I, I happen to think that they're going to um, they're going to make it impact the tower. Since Bungie wants the world to evolve over seasons, do you think it would be neat to see shards of the Almighty among the Traveler and the city? This is this is a. Do you think this would be cool if they did this? Obviously, that would be cool. I'd be okay with that. I remember suggesting at the end of Destiny One they should have made it rain in the tower because at the beginning of Destiny Two there's like a rainstorm, <laughs> and it like knocks out. They, they think that the storm is what's like knocking out their um, their communications, and uh, and so the 
I, I, I happen to think that they could do something like that. Like, oh, hey, look, it, like, it, it affected the... Um, how do I mark as unread? Dad gummit. I didn't mean to read that. I guess I'll put a flag on it so I check it later today. The the impact on the tower could be cool, right? Obviously, that could be cool. I, it would have been cool if they made it rain in the tower before the next game started. Matt. How do you feel uh, that we would help Eris bring back a version of Cade from the Deepstone Crypt? Another question that's basically like, do you think it'd be cool if they did this thing? I, I don't have strong opinions on stuff like that. Drewski with 11 months, four months from Vegeta, and uh, appreciate those resubs. I actually think it would be cooler if you want to bring Cade back, bring Cade back with the Stranger. Uh, the Stranger, I believe that the Stranger can time travel. I believe that she's time traveling when she interacts with us in Destiny 1. I believe she learned how to time travel through her studies with Osiris. Both her and Osiris call the ghost Little Light. They use that same phrase. I think she has a connection to Osiris. And I think she's she's time traveling. And I think it'd be really cool if when she was speaking to somebody in Destiny 1 where she's like, cut the engines and, you know, block the doors and don't let them hear you or whatever. It'd be cool if she's actually talking to us in the future at that moment, like we start working with her. Um, Destiny responded saying that the site will be live shortly. Oh, frick. Okay. Animus Control. Summer will be like un- any o- no other time in Destiny's history. Shouldn't this tell us that we will throw out the expectations we have based on precedents set over the last five years, including trailer content loops ETC? Well, I think that's happening. We're seeing Bungie is writing their own story. This is non-Activision Bungie. Like, this is Luke Smith's vision for the game, a single evolving world. And I've continued to say that I trust him with the future of the game. People give me crap about that. They call me an apologist. They think I'm stupid. They think I have too much hope and trust in Bungie. Bungie has created great captivating content for five years shackled to an old engine like clunky dev tools and Activision's timelines if they can do what they've done for the last five years I trust them to do better than that when they're writing their own story so if that makes me sound like some weird apologist fine whatever but I, I they have done an unbelievable job with the restrictions they've worked under I still I still want them to be able to make the game in a new engine, and I want them to be able to make the game on dedicated servers, because I think they could be unleashed as a developer with those type of efficiencies. I really, really would, would want to see that realized for them. Uh, Nerve Rack. Delete if not a good question, but curious if you think the next season could be delayed for another week, and that could mean that we have a week of literally nothing to do in light of world events. I don't think that's happening. This is proof that that's not happening. They're drawing our attention to next week on the 9th. So, Cade's daddy's gonna stay dead? Well, to loop back to that question, somebody put it in chat, don't be mad. I always thought it would be funny if the the stranger showed up and, like, this is how I envisioned Destiny ending, Destiny 2 ending. It would be this insane fight in the tower, and it's we're, 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 we're losing. And Zavala would die, and Ikora would die, or everybody would die, and we're the last ones, and we're all about to die, and everything would freeze, right? And the stranger would show up, and she would say, now I have time to explain. And then Cade would peek out from behind her and be like, don't be mad, don't be mad. And they would explain to us that, like, she went back in time, saved Cade, 
kept his kept his timeline intact because he doesn't have a timeline after he dies and then we enter into a time war where we time travel with a stranger to try to undo things that the Vex have done to try to undo the birth of the pyramid ships so I because I I think she's a time traveler I think she's a time traveler and it'd be cool for her to save Cade and they basically become like our main NPCs and we go we go back in time to try to end everything before it starts um I don't know. And and she waits until that moment because like that's the moment. That's the final moment where she can kind of pull us out and say, "All right, we can we can erase all of this." And the end, the end of that campaign would be us coming back to that tower and there being no battle, there being no death because we prevented that from happening. But then the new era of destiny would be set in there's new threats now. It's a whole new world. We've 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 completely changed the course of the universe's history, and there are new threats and new enemies to go fight. And now the whole universe is different. Different different enemies, different bosses, different weapons, different abilities. We would change the course of the universe, and that would be your springboard into Destiny Three. Open world, bigger. You know, not too big, but dedicated servers new engine the true the true destiny that they want to build so that's always been the idea i had that they could reset the game and not make us feel like they freaking stole our stuff again like it'd be cool um the whiteboard did say fix the timeline i don't know uh why do you think Bungie waited so long to make the almighty a real threat i have no idea troll annie with the current world climate um, sorry my wife's dropping off lunch and there's stuff in the way sorry mama with the current world climate do you think Bungie has last minute decided to stay quiet to show solidarity these questions were submitted before this trailer went live <laughs> these these questions were submitted before the trailer went live they're, they're not uh, they're not going to do that I don't think um, with Rasputin being stuck to one place how would they pass off the story to another NPC? Well, he's not stuck in one place, by the way. He's basically everywhere, and he's all but told us that. Um, <laughs> he's a god at this point, and we have no idea the reach of his network. Uh, so, in the light of that, he we can interact with him anywhere. I happen to think, when we went down into that bunker and saw the original Rasputin, I think Bungie was showing us the story of Rasputin and how it's going to go. We see the original satellite detection system, and that's all he used to be. And now, he is a god. And he's building an EXO, I believe, to put himself into it. I think he will put himself into that EXO. I believe the reason that that EXO was in front of that satellite, it was a visual picture of that's where he came from and this is where he's going. I believe Rasputin will be in an EXO at some point and we will interact with him and I think that's coming. I think he'll, it won't be Fellwinter 2.0. No, I believe he's doing it for himself. He has learned emotion and I think he believes that it's now time for him to, to step into an actual like EXO suit. So... That's my theory. It looked like a hologram of Fellwinter, though. Maybe he'll do that to honor Fellwinter. Maybe he'll do that as an honor to Fellwinter and what he did, and he, he regrets what he did to Fellwinter. It could go either way. He could also just make Fellwinter again. <laughs> so, we're going to look at the reveal page as soon as it goes live, guys. We're going to look at it. I'll just I'll just slap it into Q&A. We'll read through it and talk about it, and the podcast listeners will just get to enjoy us getting hyped and reading over the page. 
Uh, the Martian. What's an easy way for Bungie to introduce elemental primaries or class-specific exotics? I would say just do it. Do it as a vendor refresh. Do it as a you know as a game-wide update. You know. Uh, Dead Game Incorporated. What are some unique synergies, perk combinations, or just new perk ideas that you would make guns more interesting? Normally, I don't accept uh, questions like this. The page is up. Okay. Normally, I don't accept questions like this, but the reason I let this one slide is because I thought Clintus made a great, great point the other night on the Rageous Roundtable about synergistic perks like the one where you break the shield and then they suddenly take more kinetic damage. So... Tune in for the next chapter of Destiny 2, June 9th, 2020, 9 a.m. Pacific. Sign up for email updates, download calendar, and... That's it! (laughs) That's it, chat! That's all it is. That's it. Sorry about that. And listen, to dissuade people from being like, they're using the logo without the two, it says, tune in for the next chapter of Destiny 2. Okay? destiny 2 the 2 is there so i will keep this up so people can see it the trailer has been seen plenty of times um we'll go back and i'll loop the trailer periodically i'll bounce between the two um new seasonal page yeah there's no new seasonal page there's worthy dawn and undying so uh so yeah back to this question when when clintus brought that up the fact that like you can bust the shield on an enemy and then they take more kinetic damage I, I'd i be okay with not getting elemental primaries if they start to bring more of those synergies shoot an enemy with this shotgun, this fusion or whatever and when you do that they're going to take more damage um they're going to take more damage from something else uh, a bunch of people have ordered glasses today using my code, thank you for doing that thank you so much I would like to see that. If I don't get elemental primaries, then give me give me more synergies like that between the weapons. Heron plays. Anna's new dialogue talks about Rasputin building a scaffolding for colonization. Is this the sly implication for us going to Europa as shown in the teaser? I have no idea if those two things are connected. I, I really, really and truly don't know. So... Uh, could we make a reveal command with this hyperlink for people coming in uh, and then I'll add it I'll add it to the the thing reveal exclamation point reveal has now been added to the title uh, if one of the mods could take care of that for me so people can come in hit the reveal command and be like they can go sign up for updates um, you don't really need an update you know the time <laughs> it's next week an hour before reset so the page background is the thing that Eris is holding the page background's moving, by the way. I just realized that it's animated. That's kind of cool. Um, so we don't have the reveal command just yet, guys. I might hang on. I might have to do it. Um, I'm messing up my crops. Do do do. Uh, there we go. Here we go. Adcom reveal. Bungie officially announced. June 9th, 2020, 9 a.m. PDT for the reveal of the next chapter in Destiny 2. There you go. Sorry for the audio listeners. Uh, we, we, 
we're trying to get people as much information when it comes out like this uh, as we can. Um, uh, okay. Okay, cool. Great. Okay. I just got I just got some inside scoop stuff that I can't talk about. <laughs> All right, next question. Um Yeah, okay, so the colonization dialogue uh being being associated with, you know, oh, going to Europa. I don't think that they're uh they're connected. So Insanity from Bungie, yeah. So you guys will like it. There, you'll you'll find out. You'll find out. Frick, you'll find out. Settle down. Settle down. Okay. I'm just wetting your appetite. <laughs> I can't say anything. I'm not allowed. <laughs> uh, do you think that the lead up next season and the lack of information has been a good to build excitement? Should they do this again? You tell me. There's almost three thousand people here staring out at an announcement screen. I mean. <laughs> We, <laughs> did you see the clip? Did you see the clip of me going to the tower and everybody landing in the tower and looking up at the sky? Like, I'm telling you, I, th- this season was just a bad inning in a baseball game. Okay, they got nobody on base. They struck out. Okay, they had a bad. They had a bad inning. Bungie's also had really, really good innings, like Forsaken and Taken King and Shadowkeep and Season of Dawn. Like those were good innings. Even if you didn't like some of those innings, they were far better and they got more people on base. Okay. So I don't take a bad season as like a sky is falling. Oh my gosh. And again, I'm telling you, I really do think Bungie, if there's one thing you can always say they're good at, it's getting us excited. And I don't think it's like fake hype either. I just think that they're good at getting us excited about the world of destiny. It's like, oh, cool stuff is happening. Let me check the sky to see if the almighty is moving. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me log in to see if there's a cutscene. We logged in for like a nine second cutscene. I don't know. Even when Bungie does does things that upset us, like, you know, the tower event, I, I was really hard on them about the tower event, right? It was non-match made. It was, uh... It was it was failable. It was just a bad call. Okay, it was a repeat of the mistakes of Blind Dwell, Archon's Forge. You know all these things. Even when they make those mistakes, a lot of the times it's like I think we're frustrated because we know they can do such a better job. And so when stuff like this happens, like I think the absence of information usually is to their benefit. I'll be honest. When you compare the marketing for Rise of Iron to this marketing, I think this marketing is hands down better. It's hands down better. I don't need an interview with Game Informer where you show me all the freaking raid armor. That's not... I don't need that. I love your game and I'm going to keep playing the game. So don't data info puke on me. I don't need all that, right? I think this... I think this is really, really better marketing and I enjoy it more. I think it's more exciting. Death Bobcat with three months, three months from Tom Rowe, Razorback with six months, Duke gone skyward with 200 bits, uh, a new sub from 2 Cal, and Hobsnofsky with 47, so close to four years. Thank you. Um, so, next question. 
Do you think that the Almighty story was put in place to end the Cabal story, or more about starting a new story with the darkness? I don't really know what their intentions were with it. I, I'm not going to theorize that, like, oh, they did this to get rid of blah blah blah. I, I it, it, they're 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 telling a story, uh, and they're excited about it. You know, that's that seems pretty much it. I'm gonna let the trailer loop again for you guys. This trailer went live. It's the Drifter heading to Europa. It went live on the uh, on the the thing. Uh, uh. Um, do you think the Almighty story? Oh, I already answered. Sorry, M A M N Hockey. It looks like some of the 4chan leaks are coming true. What are your bold predictions for this week and reveal trailer? Listen, for 4chan cheats. All right, they cheat. They grab info from Anon the Nine that nobody that people forget came from Anon the Nine and they bake it into their fake leaks. So then when it's true, it's like, oh, I don't know, man, 4chan got some of this stuff right. No, they didn't. Europa was predicted by Anon the Nine way before 4chan ever ever uttered the word Europa. It, it, like they cheat, man. They take advantage of the goldfish hive mind collective memory of the internet. We all forget that, you know. Six months right, um, six months ago, there were there were things like that about oh yeah you know Europa Europa. They got this right it seems Drifter in a helmet etc. So they made predictions about Drifter being included. 4chan described this trailer perfectly a month ago. Oh they did. I didn't read that one. I read the other one. I read the other one about how. Um, we were going to get, we were going to, uh, what was it? It was the, it was the veil and the ship and the ship was going to be like this new patrol area. That was the one that I read. One of the weeks might actually be true. Like everyone said, this guy on Fortran has started happening and none of it has been from an on the nine. Well, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody, maybe somebody did get info to Fortran. Um, Uh, let's see here. Uh, Arcan. I would like to see more elements in the game like Borderlands. Any thoughts? That's way too generic. Uh, Nova Hands. Hey, Lono, would you like to see more significant live updates to the game that change the look and feel? Almighty Crashing Dreaming. This is just one of those yes or no's what I like to see it. I obviously am not going to say no. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to this. Yeah, this kind of stuff's cool, man. Uh, this kind of stuff's neat. I think they've done a really, really good job getting us excited with uh, minimal effort, you know, with, with minimal effort. Well, not minimal effort, but like with minimal deliverables, they've gotten us really, really freaking excited. And I think that's one of the things uh, that they excel at. They excel at getting lots of capital, um, you know, getting lots of capital out of something, you know, out of a dime, you know? If they went, if Bungie went to the store with a nickel, they would come out with way more than the rest of us. Like they get a lot out of very little they're very they're they're very effective at it um light leap are there any minor things Bungie could have added to the last two weeks to make the threat more real seeing everything business as usual with the almighty in the skybox is a bit comical well i mean it would kind of be like 
if a if a meteor was headed to the tower or something like a giant meteor what what do you want happening on the ground people freaking out running around the tower like we're all gonna die yeah in like three weeks calm down linda like you know what i mean so i i don't know what they could have done to really create this 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 crescendo or build momentum i i i think they've done a great job you know the lights in the bunkers was cool we discovered that on our own they didn't tell us about the lights in the bunker we check them every week there were predictions about oh we'll see it in the skybox it finally showed up it's really hard to see and then this week it gets bigger you know i i don't know i actually think they have done cool things to build it's not like we're gonna run around the tower and see like real panic that's just not the kind of game that this is colo in september if september was supposedly scrapped d3 content that means season 11 was originally going to be d2's finale do you think that season 11 is super duper substantive and will set a bad expectations for future seasons i talked about this on the rageless roundtable and i've talked about it recently in q a sessions that my concern about the summer being big because it feels like it might be kind of big is that people are gonna be like if we ever get seasons that are lighter like season of dawn was light but it was good it wasn't it wasn't massive it was just good it was it got the job done if we get another season of dawn people are gonna be like well what the frick man it's summer season where we went to europa and rode dinosaurs and that like that was so much better like they got to be careful like they said when they had that year with vv and they did you know black armory drifter and opulence they were like we can't really we can't really do that you know do that again um hmm. so they got to be careful they've got to be careful i do think summer's going to be dope i think summer's going to be at like opulence level maybe a little bit bigger and that may be a potential risk in setting bad expectations about what they can do for seasonal content. So, like, if it comes packaged with September, maybe people will be less likely to make that conclusion. Like, I'm just going to say it. Some people just need to stop being stupid. Like, stop being stupid. If you get a season that's bigger than another, don't be stupid and be like, well, every season better be like this. Stop being a freaking video game Karen, okay? Like, it's annoying. It's like, you basically hamstring developers into being afraid to giving you something good because they're like, well, if we give you something stellar in the summer, we can't do that every season. So these video game Karens want to storm the castle every time something's not that great. And it's like, would you just shut the frick up and enjoy video games? Like, please, Karen, can you stop? So like, part of me is like, hit a home run in the summer, make it awesome. And if people moan in the winter season because it's not as big as the summer, I'll be there to tell them to shut the frick up. Like, just do it. Deliver excellence when you can. And if some seasons have to be a little bit thinner, then so be it. It's $10. It's like going to Kidoba and being like, well, the last time I was here, it was one of the new employees and they gave me way more chicken and they gave me way more queso and they gave me way more chips for my $10. I can't believe that this time my $10 gets me the normal portion. Shut the frick up, Karen. Get out of here. Get out of here. You got extra. So what? 
It was a new it was a new trainee and they gave you more chicken than they were supposed to. That doesn't mean you're going to get that every time you come back. So if there's one season that for whatever reason's more substantive, I'm fine with that. I'm already ready. I got my gun loaded. It's over there on the shelf. I got my shut the frick up gun loaded. If somebody wants to get angry in a future season cuz the summer was so big, shut the frick up, you video game Karen. I'm just done. It's so frustrating how developers are scared to deliver excellence. Like, imagine being that way. Like, I'm, we're scared to deliver excellence. Why? Because then everybody's going to expect this every freaking time. <laughs> They're going to expect it every single time, and we can't do it. Spectre. What if the Cabal are using the Almighty as a Trojan horse for a second assault? I don't know. Wait. What if What if Zur is a puppet, and inside of him is a tiny alien? Like, I don't know, bro. Uh, Sangoma. What should Bungie, uh, how should Bungie design new destinations going forward to engage the player base? I think destinations are at their best when they're, when they're big and there's like stuff going on. I think the small tunnel-y, you know, on rails feel, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that stuff ends up translating really, really well. Um, like, I don't like Titan. I don't. Titan's cool, but it's like platform hallway platform you know scaffolding platform it doesn't feel like a explorable space um so one of the dilemmas though is that these are instances that that are peer-to-peer so they can't go crazy tokyo express how do you think bungie should deal with the pyramid thematically in the expansion i personally think it'd be disappointing if we just beat them in the expansion i've continued to say that I feel like they're coming to do something more than like fight us. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think they're just going to show up and be like, pew, pew, we're here to shoot you. And we're like, haha, we're going to shoot back and then we'll beat you in a raid. Like, I feel like they're coming to do something else. You know, they're going to change stuff. They're going to change the world. Now we're going to fight them. I think, you know, we're, we're going to have a fight, but it's just a matter of, I think the theme will be they they are they're the Negan of destiny. They're deluded, they're so caught up in their own hubris and their own mission that they think they're salvific. They think that they're our salvation and th- that those are the best villains. Those are the best villains, I think. They're captivating. They're they're more they're on a mission they're not just like oh yeah we're just here to shoot haha <laughs> boom boom we want your guns like we want your money no i think that like negan was the leader of the saviors in the walking dead and they believed that they were doing something that was good they're the saviors we save people and they did it in 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 horrific and awful ways so i think the best villains are the ones that think they're the hero i think i think those are the best villains you know, or the villains that just, they have their own principles and worldview and they just act it out. Like, that's why I think the Joker was so captivating in the Dark Knight because he's, he has his view of how things should be and he just does it. He doesn't care. He, he, he answers to his own, he is his own authority that he appeals to. Um, so... I, I would love to see them do something similar with the pyramids. They become the Negan of, of destiny. 
Critterbot. Do you think that the pyramid shifts uh, took up too much focus this season? Was it a worthwhile trade-off in your opinion? Feels like the Almighty plot had very little tension until the last two weeks. I, I again, I, I just don't think this is a needed uh, criticism. Light Leap sort of made this criticism as well. Like nothing seems to really be happening with the Almighty. How do you create a giant looming threat that's literally billions of miles away? And we have to get ready to like shoot it down. How do you create that tension? It's not easy. And I also think it, there's more going on. Like, I think we are powering up Rasputin, but he's going to be like, yeah, that friggin' (laughs) that friggin' thing is nothing. The the thing that we shot down and that's, that's nothing. The pyramid ships are far bigger. There's they're a far bigger threat. Um, so that I'm excited about that aspect that we don't, we don't truly know what Rasputin was having us power him up for, you know, there's more than meets the eye going on here, kind of a thing. And I don't know how you create tension for this giant, slow-moving structure in outer space. Um, other than having us, maybe we could have done a couple missions where we went there, since the space on the Almighty exists, that could have been kind of cool, but, you know, you know, the, um, you know, Rasputin, you know, Rasputin says that the the coordinates would line up better if we went and, and planted explosives on the left side and blew them up and it changed the trajectory by, you know, eight degrees. And we went and did that. Like, that would have been cool. That would have, like, added to the impending threat. And, like, we're actually going to the Almighty and doing stuff and there's guys there protecting it. And we're going there to fight them. And then we plant the explosives to change the... Tra- that could have been cool. But, like, these are, like, woulda, shoulda, coulda questions. Dude, should Bungie, should they have, could they have, could this have, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. I feel like they've done a cool job. I don't want to keep, you know, retreading it to act like they, they, you know, they could have done so much more. Suicidal gas ball. With the community being burnt out on bounties and public events, what kind of activities would you like to see in future seasons? Well, this next season, I've been trying to warn people, will probably maintain some of that bounty saturation. Um, It'll probably just continue to do that because that's kind of the theme for year three and Luke Smith was trying to let us know that that like changes for bounty prominence and Eververse and uh, and XP activity versus like Lost Sector Farming and Aspirational Pursuits he kept trying to put our eyes on year four meaning year three is going to continue to have some of its uh, its shortcomings so beyond that I I like activities that are just loopable. I thought Sundial was fine. I thought Vex Offensive was fine. I thought Menagerie was fine. These are loopable. They, they get the job done. You have cool big boom moments. There's ads to kill. It's straightforward. You can match make it. You can non-fail it. And if it's attached to a, a an intentional and directional grind huge thumbs up for me when you do that and yes that is the drifter Bungie released this about an, uh, 30 to 40 minutes ago devil's cut and there's a reveal command if you want to see they officially announced they will be doing something next week an hour before uh, reset what would have to happen to scout rifles for them to be good again um, this is a good question scout rifles either need one of two things to happen they need content where they land well because most of the content they don't land well the enemies are too close and the rhythm is too bombastic scout rifles don't work in those environments they don't feel agile enough their time to kill is not fast enough okay you can't change the structure of the whole game okay so you would either have to make new content mission strikes dungeons or a raid where they could shine which 
might be nice, but that doesn't feel like a good enough thing. It's almost like, well, scouts are, they're okay, and really the only good place they are is like over there. Like that's their playground. That's where they can go play. I don't like that. The other option would be to give scouts more agility and like more dynamic nature to it. Like maybe they can hip fire and they're basically like an auto rifle. And I mean like an actual auto rifle. Um, So then they have long range, mid range and close range capabilities. Um, They need to hit like a freaking truck when you land crits in PVE. They need to hit like a dadgum truck and they don't. So they don't do what you would expect that weapon to do. When you use a guardian in Valorant, that's a that's a that's a rifle that's not fully automatic. It's cram 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 cram. Shoot it as fast as you can, right? As fast as you can pull the trigger. That thing hits like a dadgum truck in comparison to like the Spectre, the SMG in Valorant. Why? The, the weapon types are different. Their efficiency, their their effective ranges are different. Scouts scouts need help number one the content's not conducive to them so you got to help them with agility give them a hip fire you know they hip fire and they're like fully automatic or something now the only problem with that is if you make them too versatile then that's all anybody would run so you got to be careful here you don't need scouts to become like the god tier pve weapon but they also when you're hitting crits and when you're using them at range they they need to hit like a dadgum truck. I mean, they should one shot basically any trash ad unless you're in unless you're in power delta content. Bam, headshot, bam, headshot, bam, headshot, bam, like just boom 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 boom. Like and they should be stunning and staggering. Not majors, but the uh, there's like tier 1 and tier 2 trash ads. Tier 1 trash ads are like dregs and vandals and, you know, acolytes, thrall, right? Those are your tier 1. And then your tier two red bars are like your knights and your captains. They should stagger those guys, you know? I remember using scouts in Kingsfall and it was nice to stagger the knight. It was like, bam, bam, bam. And then eventually he'd like, his head would pop back, you know? Cyborg. How do you, how does the Deepstone Crip on Europa influence content release? Is this location significant enough to be saved for the fall? Do you expect to see evidence of it next season? Do you want to know what I think they're going to do? The more I think about it, I think they're going to introduce Europa in the summer, but it'll be limited and we'll have to we'll have to expand to get further and then that's when September happens, it'll be it'll be a bigger space. People are saying the Deep Stone Crypt is not on Europa. People are saying it's not on Europa, don't stop saying that. Yeah, I don't know where it is, but I'll take your question in another way. I think they're going to introduce Europa in the summer, but it won't be like the full package deal. It'll be, it'll be limited. It'll be limited, limited space, limited places to go. So new Ford order. What are your thoughts on the buff to dynamic sway reduction next season? Will this make the summoner even stronger? It's possible. I don't know if they're going to do anything to auto rifles though. I do feel like auto rifles are probably going to get reined in a little bit. Um, I don't want them destroyed, but I, I, I feel like they're probably going to have to rein them in just a touch. Noble Fury. It seems every playlist in Crucible are Slayer, but with different flavors. What do you think about having game modes like Capture the Flag or more objective-based? Um, Bungie has been trying to... Uh, Bungie has been trying to do stuff like that for a while. They tried Rift... 
Um, they tried uh, breakthrough. They tried. Um, they've tried all kind of things. Um, sorry, guys. We are having the buffering issue. It went away. It went away with Spectrum, but it's happening a little bit now. It's been happening almost not at all on Spectrum. It was way worse on AT and T. So hopefully, it goes away. Um, they've tried a lot of different game modes, and I feel like people tend to just come back to the tried and true modes of domination of uh you know team deathmatch rumble i don't know i feel like what ends up happening is whenever you try and do this type of thing you just end up with people that like well that's not my cup of tea and they don't give it they don't give it a chance and because they don't give it a chance it just it doesn't get you don't get engagement and if you don't get engagement maybe there are people that do like it maybe there are people that try it out and then there's just not enough people in the playlist I've continued to say that I feel that uh, I feel that the way that they've done the the structure of Crucible is there's too many hoppers. I just feel like you're splitting up the playlist and the player base too much. There's way too many hoppers. So going down the route of like capture the flag or blah blah blah. Um, you know, why is his voice so high? We had some buffering, and so your your quality probably changed to a lower quality, which makes my voice sound different. Um, so, I would say we've gotten, like, you know, the Scorch Cannon one, stuff like that's cool, but in general, I think that the tried and true game modes are fine. They get the most play anyway. Pure 36. What would you, uh, who would you like to go to a new location next season? And if a new location next season, what do you think would be the fall expansion? Yeah, I just sort of answered this. I feel like they're probably going to introduce Europa in the summer and then expand on it in September. Um, just because seasons have to be somewhat limited because it is only $10. I mean, I, I went on that rant a little bit ago, but like, you know, I I don't, I don't think they're going to necessarily be like, Oh yeah, we definitely need to, we definitely need to, you know, we, they don't need to limit it too much, but I definitely don't think, uh, I definitely don't think they're going to like in, insist upon it being too limited. Like I, but I do think they'll, they'll limit it. New cutscene in the game. No, I mean, there was yesterday, Lord of time. Did you not play yesterday? I'm not getting a cutscene. No, I'm not getting a cutscene. So, we'll go to the tower. You didn't read it correctly? Okay. Would you like us to go to a new location next season? And if we get a new location next season, do you think it would dumb down the fall expansion? I get what you're asking. Are we going to a new location? And would it affect the fall expansion? I answered your question, homie. Uh, animus control. I answered it in a different way than you asked it, but like that's my answer. I don't think it's going to dumb it down. I think they're going to take us to Europe in the summer, and they're going to expand upon it. New cutscene for sure. No, it's yesterday's. Yeah, it's the same one from yesterday. With the Seraph Wings Triumph emblem and the events surrounding it occurring sometime this week. Uh, why do you think Bungie wouldn't do this weekly reset and give players an opportunity to experience the end of the season week long? These are the questions I just don't like asking. Like, why do you think they did this? I don't know. Um, I, it's just, you're going to like very specific things. Like they should have done it this way too, too many questions today are kind of centering around woulda, shoulda, coulda. Should they have done this instead? Why didn't they do this instead? I, I, I don't know. They haven't said, 
Uh, sorry, I missed DJ Becker's question. Uh, would you prefer uh, a last-minute mission to destroy the Almighty this season or wait for something to happen next season? I don't think we need a mission. I've always liked Paul Tassie's theory that they're like they're doing like a live event thing and they'll be something's going to happen in the game this week. I've been saying Friday. I think they'll do something Friday at reset. That's when Saint 14 showed up. That's when Xur shows up. I think they're going to do something. There's an emblem where we witness Rasputin do something. So, and that's for the season. So, something has to happen this season with Rasputin and the Almighty. Like they got to wrap that story up. Uh, remorse. Why do you think they didn't remove the one per day restriction on buying weapons for bits in the bunker this week to send off the season? I have this is this is this is a question that's like, why do you think they did this? And this is another one where like I don't know the answer, but I'm gonna voice my frustration about it. I I have nine thousand warmind bits and I can't do anything with them. If you spend them, okay. If you spend them on the little thing uh, what's it called you can buy like the little chip and you give the chip to the bunker and it gives you an ingram you you lose legendary shards on that exchange when you buy the chip set you buy the chip set for warmind bits and some legendary shards i think five and glimmer and you lose you lose glimmer and you lose you net loss there's a net loss of legendary shard when you do that it's stupid it doesn't even make any sense i have 10,000 warmind bits and nothing to do with them now maybe they're going to do something maybe this live event happens maybe rasputin we witness him do something and then we can do something with them but then that's not even a full week there's a chance to get two weapons because of the bunker upgrade in my experience you come out even still dumb What's the point of the action then, right, Light Leap? If I can consistently break even, what's the point of the action? I mean, I guess God Roll Farm, but you can buy the bounties with the blue ones. That's what I was doing. Te- uh, Thello. Thello. How could Bungie reevaluate this structure of weeks, a weak spring, better summer, and a great fall, or is this sustainable long term? I. Some of this could be just related to the player base behavior. Like, Bungie may just know this is the time of year that it's just better for us to, 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 not, to not go crazy. Less people play, it's a slower time of the year, and then that's a nice, then they can set like a nice runway crescendo build up to September. You know what I mean? The countdown of the companion app has been fixed. Thank goodness, so we can stop having to hear about that. <laughs> uh, people are freaking out. They're like, they delayed the next season, man. They, they delayed the next season. Um... I was like, I don't think so. Uh, so, I don't know if they need to reevaluate this. To me, again, they may know, uh, they may know that, like, this is just a great way to keep and capture the audience, okay? Think about it like this. If Bungie, it's like skill points. It's like spending skill points at the beginning of an RPG. Okay, you got 10 skill points. And Bungie knows if they only put two skill points in the spring, that saves them eight skill points to spend on summer and September. Okay, so they only spend two skill points in spring. And then they're like, okay, and then we do three in the summer and then five in September. So it's just like, just do, 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 do. And they know they're like, okay, but... 
why don't we do uh, three in the spring? I, I'm sorry, yeah, three in the spring, three in the summer, and then four in September. And they're like, no, 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 no. This lines up with the player based behavior. This lines up with player based trends. There's more people typically playing in the summer. September is always the golden age for the game. It's always like the best time of the year for Destiny. And that just for them, from their own from their vantage point, which we don't presently have, they have determined that this is a great, this is the best pattern. And that's the best analogy I can give you is like, they're spending skill points and you know, yeah, they need to make more skill points, right? Yeah. (laughs) Rohan senpai. Hi, how how are you? You're in my tower. All right. I'll give you a hug. There you go. Thank you for not just spamming teabag in front of me. Not that I care, but people are always like, I'm in his instance and he's doing Q&A and you're just like, they just sit in front of me for like a solid minute. This hug is long. Does it literally not end if we don't move? Can we literally just hug for the rest of Q&A? Is that possible? Let's just hug till the sun comes up, bro. Let's just hug. Let's just hug it out. You know? I'm, I'm feeling a certain kind of way about it. You know? <laughs> the cabal the cabal on Mars do you think that Bungie could possibly integrate a live event on the weekend like Fortnite to get a large player base to see it I've already said I think something's going to happen on Friday overkill what does like no other time in destiny mean to you with the knowledge of how well two game launches went along with September DLCs to me it means two thing, two things significant story beats and significant changes in the game that's what it means to me. It doesn't mean we get eight planets and a thousand weapons. It, it doesn't mean we get 18 raids. It means significant story beats and cha- and significant changes in the game. That's what I think it means. Like no other time in Destiny. So. Uh, pretend is Jason? What? Wayne's, uh, Wayne's World. In the teaser of Eris, when she raises her hand, the design that she conjures is very similar to the Queen Marasov's flower. Do you think they could be related, and if so, how? There's lore that when Mara and Air er- and and uh, and Aldrin were like doing stuff in D1, Eris was working with them. You know what I mean? So turn down the FOV. I will. I will. We'll we'll end the hug when the sun starts coming up. We got time. Uh... Um, oh my word. Uh, Red Lanky with four months. Hitmon Lee with two months. A brand new sub from D's LKGC. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad free viewing in two months from Mojave Mailman. Um, Ecow the Great. After weapons have been sunset for uh, over a year, is allowing you to forge the role you want from collections too far? How would you like to see collections handled? I continue to say just let us save the role in collections so you can always pull it out if you uh, if you wanted something. DJ, Dylan just posted saying soon? Really? Hmm. Um, Billybo Baggins. Billybo Baggins. With how the season landed, do you think Bungie will continue with the world building like they did with the season or will they try something else? This is the, this is the type of question I say you know, do you think they're going to do this or something else? I truly don't know. I feel like we're getting a taste of how they want to do it. A progressive story beat with stuff happening in the game. Uh, 
Iron Hand. Historically, people don't like the campaign missions that got turned into strikes. However, instead of campaign missions we play once and never do again, do you think the story would be better served to have strikes released over the season? I always said this. I said that literally that's what the campaign should be. It should just be like, here's six strikes, right? There you go. And now you got way more replayable content. And people are like, that's lazy. I'm like, why? Why do you care? I don't understand. They're like, no, they should be missions we never play again. Why would you argue for that? People that argue for that are like, I don't know. It's like, you're the person that sends the meal back because of like a minor problem and you make everyone else at the table wait for 45 minutes for it to come back out. And it's like over something very, very minor. It's like, why are you doing this? Why are you fighting with a system that would give you more content to grind? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Why? What does it do for you right now as a player that we never could go back and redo the Panoptes mission? What does that do for you? It not being replayable doesn't increase the value. You played it. The first time you played it, there were surprises. It was new. You had never done it before. And then... The following week, you go into the strike playlist, and it's in there. It's like, what's the matter with that? Was that a personal experience? No, it just feels like more Karen logic. It's like, I'm just going to insist on this principle. Why? What is it? Why? It's lazy. But why? It doesn't make any sense. They made the content. Why not reuse it? These are the Karens of Reddit. Like, not all of Reddit is this giant, like, frothy mouth Karen, but the Karens of Reddit, this is how they argue. This is how they argue. That's lazy. Okay, so it's better for them to spend bandwidth time, mission structure, fights, bosses, all this stuff, and you play it literally one time. Why is that good? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Arcanus. Uh, how do you think Bungie can shift seasonal content to make the impact of each season more visible in the world and its core activities? Well, I think they've done enough. I don't think we need to be, I don't think everything needs to be happening. Like, I don't need to be going on missions and like putting up posters in the tower. You know, like you did in Doom, you like go back to your little room and it's always got new stuff in it. Um, it's, to me, what they've done is enough. Saint 14's in the tower, stuff going on in the sky, new towers showing up all over the place throughout the season, there's more towers the lights in the bunkers I don't know, three times once each character, oh be still my beating heart guys I've seen the drifter teaser, homies if you see a, tra- a trailer, a tweet and it's older than five minutes I have I have seen it, I have seen it so, I, I appreciate the heads up, we watched it many many times and I retweeted it. If you follow me on Twitter, I usually retweet that type of stuff. <laughs> so that's your indication that I know. So, guy still fixing his gun. He is Acer. Thoughts on the pyramid ship showing up before Rasputin destroys the Almighty, and so Rasputin decides between letting the Darkness ship or the Almighty get to the last city. I don't have a strong opinion on that. Uh, do you think Bungie can move D two into a new, new engine? Lot of speculation about this. About. Um, about the I've continued to draw your guys attention to Microsoft and Bungie working together people are starting to see credence to that 
I think people are starting to see credence to my prediction because Microsoft and Bungie are interacting together on Twitter. Uh, good hug, bro. Good hug. Um, and people are like, okay, is this is this is something happening here? If there was a development partner that could help them, you know, build a new engine or port the game to another engine, I would I would give it to Microsoft. Um, and many have speculated maybe it's even the uh, the engine that they're building the new Halo in. You know, so. Death. Since exotics are not getting sunset, what solutions do you have to fix the lack of power and incentive to pursue new exotics because of the need to balance them for the entirety of the game's lifespan? I mean, I don't have a solution here. I think they should sunset exotics. I think that they, you know, I would like I've always said, I would rather have a sunset sleeper than a nerf sleeper. I mean, I, I don't know. That's better to me. It's more disrespectful to have exotics get nerfed and then you bin them, you just toss them in the bin, you know? I think that's better. I think it'd be a better system. You could make better exotics. You could launch exotics that are clearly like, oh, this thing's a crazy, crazy awesome gun. It's so dope. It's so good in PvE. And then a year later, it gets sunset. Instead, we get exotics that people just ignore. Like, who's running around with the symmetry right now? Who? It's The, the, the saturation of the symmetry has got to be super low. It, is, it just isn't worth using. Exotics in general need an overhaul. Like, primary exotics, it's so hard to use a primary exotic. Why? Because 1K voices and anarchy exist. And so does Divinity, and so does Xenophage, and so does Ariana's Vow, and so does um, Izanagi's. Like, all these guns exist, and it's like, I'm never going to use an exotic primary when all those guns exist. And if you do use Symmetry, you're probably just, you know, you know, farting around. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying no one, I'm saying they just, they, they don't seem to be the right, the right direct, they don't seem to be good enough. I said it the other day, the power exchange that takes place when I, um, the power exchange that takes place when I take off an exotic heavy and put on an exotic primary, it's a ripoff. It's a total ripoff. What I lose by putting away Anarchy, 1K Voices, Xenophage, or something like that, the power that I lose, I don't even come close to gaining that back. Not even close. Well, it's not a heavy weapon. Okay, well, you got to do something. As I've said many, many times, the philosophy that Bungie should be putting in place for exotics is the gun gets to leave its lane. You know? Give me your thoughts. What do you think I need to draw to help the hype? I think a, a, an, a, an, a, an almighty that's like busted into pieces and like falling would be awesome looking. That's what I would do. Or, or drifter in like a snow, like a snowy plain area. Drifter in a snow drift. Avin J. I agree with you that I think Bungie storytelling is better than it's ever been. It literally carried the season. At this point, what do you think they can do better with storytelling? I like what they're doing. I actually don't know if they can do anything better. More stuff in game. You know? Yeah, you call it the snow drifter. And I expect a free print of that for the idea. <laughs> I expect a free print of snow drifter. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm not kidding, by the way. So, Orin. Seeing uh, as we're speculating the fall expansion was adapted, D3 content wouldn't be getting a bunch of new destinations uh, as opposed to altered destinations. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe when they were literally in the drawing room floor and they were like, how are we going to make another game? And maybe somebody said, I got an idea. 
use existing assets and completely change them that'll save us a ton of time and maybe that was the groundwork for the for year three and then they pro- then they probably started realizing that's 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 not going to work for a year three this this has to be an expansion so ecal the great um how do you feel about bungie releasing old campaigns as standalone so they can delete that content from the game somebody had this idea a while back like call it uh destiny the story or destiny journeys or something and you just literally remove the campaign from the game all those cutscenes, all that stuff that's just taking up space and if you want that's just a free to play download you download it and you can just play through the vanilla campaign i i ship that idea is it possible is it feasible is it in the cards is it something they want to do i got zero clue but it it would it would be great for the game's storage space <laughs> be great for the game story space one and two though i'm just saying like literally just destiny 2 and you call like destiny 2 stories and it's like if you want to experience the vanilla destiny campaign you just download this and you play it and it's literally just you you don't you don't go to the planets you don't go and do anything they give you generic gear all the subclasses are unlocked and then you just go through the content you know because cutscenes and those missions, there are missions where we go to locations where there are missions where we go to locations and we literally don't we don't use those locations for anything. We don't use them for anything. All right, here it comes here comes the sun. We need George Harrison to sing for us. Um, there's always some loser. There's always some loser in the tower that wants to like get in my way. I don't think that's any bigger chat. I think that's the same. I think that's exactly the same, because the 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 sun the sun would be a whole lot more blocked than that. I'm talking about the center the center of the sun. If it if it was closer, there'd be more of an eclipse happening. So I don't think that's any bigger. Uh, that that to me is roughly same size. That that's same size to me. Um. Looks same size as yesterday. Let's get that tweet out. There we go. So, your FOV. Uh, listen, it's not about my FOV or zooming in with the FOV. Look at the sun and look at the center of the Almighty. All right? Look at the sun and look at the center of the Almighty. To me, all right, if, if it was closer, there would be more of an eclipse effect happening. It's not eclipsed enough. That's not bigger. That's not bigger than yesterday. That's the same as yesterday. It's bigger than last week, but that's how big it was yesterday. So if somebody wants to do an overlay, go ahead, do the overlay uh, to try to see if if it's any bigger, but I don't think it is. Because again, I'm using the sun as a reference that... The, the, okay, so think about it like this. The H has a crossbar, okay? The, 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 the Almighty is in the shape of an H, and it has a crossbar. If it were closer, the crossbar would be bigger and therefore covering more of the sun. Less of the sun would be visible. That is, that is why we can say 
it's it's not any bigger than yesterday and people always say this they're like well it's definitely clearer today than yesterday no it's always clearer at this point in the journey as it gets higher in the sky it's harder to see because the the light gets brighter so still zany uh still snazzy i mean you provide good arguments for dedicated servers and a new engine. Has Bungie gone on record discussing these aspects for future possibilities? They have gone on record, at least um, Mark Noseworthy at least answered uh, fairly pointed questions after the reveal of Destiny 2. Why aren't you doing dedicated servers? And he essentially said our game won't interface with them. They would have had to completely rebuild the background infrastructure of Destiny 2 and its engine to to uh, integrate and interact with dedicated servers so it's not that they are opposed to them it's that they cannot they, they don't they won't talk to each other it, so and he's also gone on record as saying they want to do cross play and currently it's not in the technical cards but it's something that they're looking into that that's that's another mark noseworthy you know statement about it so new engine new servers they've never said anything about their engine what we know about their engine, I refer to it as like a cement truck. It's not agile. It's hard to get it to take sharp turns. It's hard to get it to move or adjust, right? They they don't tell us that. We've gotten that from leaks and articles and stuff. They've not come out and been like, our engine's really tough, guys. Sorry. Like, that's not that's not something that they've done. Generally, companies don't do that. Like, when we found out that the the engine that, like, Anthem built was built in, and one of the developers was quoted as saying, like, the engine just has razor blades. Like, it's really hard to interact with. And, the, you know, the proprietary reasoning for using it was to save money. Um, but it, it's not a good engine for what they wanted to do. They had to literally... When they built Anthem, they had, to, they had to actually create new functions in the engine just for flight. It's like it wasn't there. They were creating things ad hoc. And the only reason we know that is because like people reported to Jason Schreier like, as an anonymous source. <laughs> Companies generally don't come out and say, our engine sucks or we're having a really hard time. They've been transparent enough they've gotten really close to the line of what we did in year two isn't sustainable so year three won't look like that um that's about as close as they've gotten to the to the level of being like it's really hard for us to make a lot of content it's 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 really hard for us to do it and i think that that's one of the reasons that people misquote bungie um they're like, well, Bungie just says it's hard for them to make content. I, they've never said that. That's just like a, a, a bad paraphrase. They've said it's not super sustainable or, or it's not sustainable. It's, it's, it was really hard on them as a company. I respect that kind of honesty, uh, you know, honestly. Like, you got all these companies doing crunch, you know? They're doing crunch and people are taking, like, mental health leaves of absence and Bungie's like that was really tough on us we're not going to do that again I respect that I really do you don't got to do this little shop of horrors feed me monster where feed me and we're like you're just going to keep feeding these piranha Karens of reddit like give us more give us more give us more no frick you we're going to take a Christmas a holiday break we're going to we're going to we're not going to do crunch we're not going to have this Miss Miss imbalanced dev work life balance. No, f- screw you. You you feed me piranha plant monster. 
No, I got respect for that. But people misread it. And like, hey, just make excuses. They're just lazy. They just can't make enough content. Just making content is hard. They've never said that. <laughs> right? They've never said that. So I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the Almighty in frame, but it just it gets brighter and brighter as the sun goes up. Um, so I, I think I think we can go back to the trailer now. Uh, that's enough of the uh, the Almighty. <laughs> we'll let the trailer loop a little bit for those who haven't seen it. This was tweeted by Bungie about an hour ago. Um, this just in: the sun is bright. That's right. Uh, Karma policeman. Would you like to see more in-game representation of the various weapon foundries? I have wanted a, an arms week since we it got leaked, it got data mined, and it apparently ha- is never going to happen. I love the idea of uh, of Suros, Hake, Amalon, like showing up to the tower. Um, you wouldn't like pledge allegiance to them, but you'd like contract with them for the week. And while you're contracted with them, you'd be like doing stuff with their weapons, earning you know sparrows, ghosts outfits that represent them uh i actually think they were going to do something like that and that's why and it got scrapped that's why that one season the eververse had like amalon armor and viced armor and viced sparrows um i think that they had something like that that they were cooking up and they canceled it uh and they just shoved those assets into the eververse because like well we're not going to use them so I'm kind of bummed. It would have been it, w- it would have been really really cool to take it even further to be like, well, th- th- you know, we've got a couple Hake auto rifles, and you know, the reload and the handling is slow. They're kind of clunky, and then there could have been like Hake mods to make them snappier and better to like, you know, m- you master them or improve them or something. Zero. I hope this hasn't been asked before, but do you think this will be the last Destiny game using up uh, uh, up to seven years of content to wrap up the story? We talked about this already today about the timing and will there be a D3? Will they drop the D2? I think today confirms they're not dropping the D2. Uh, this website here says, tune in for the next chapter of Destiny 2. Folks started speculating that like, oh, they're going to drop the 2 in September. I don't think so, Tim. I, they're, they're keeping it. I, they're not going to do that. And the lo- the more they keep the 2, the more I'm inclined to think that there may be a 3 on the way at some point, 2023 or something like that. Rick Flair, I missed your 51-month resub. Thank you, Rick. And 32 months from Chaytac. Uh, X Nelly Pot. Based on the updates from this year and the way the updates of this year have gone, do you think Destiny 2 will be as innovative and creative as always in the past? This is a super generic speculative question. Like, this is the kind of question I ask folks not to submit. I only say this when people do it as a way to, like, educate so you don't continue to do it. I I don't know. I mean, it's a yes or no. Will they be as innovative and creative as always as in the past? Like, I, I don't even know what you're referring to specifically. So... I need more a more specific road like what are you wanting me to particularly comment on and if it's like a do you think they're going to do this in the future I just I have zero clue uh, what do you think the drifter is going doing going to Europa uh, he's probably going to buy a sandwich um, with how much the game has changed over time is there still a place or need for planetary materials seems like the currency that could be pruned as spider makes them much more irrelevant I I've said this many times when you go to the season pass and it has like the little box and all the materials are in it, they should just take all of the materials and, uh, and homogenize them into that box. They should, they should just do that. 
just homogenize them into one box. So like anytime you get planet material materials, it goes into that box and we just use them periodically for stuff. Lord Jack. Can we determine what the big ship in the Drifter small ship coming out of? I think it's his ship. I think his ship is huge. When we fly out there, I'm fairly certain his ship is pretty big, big enough to house another ship. Keen Alarm. We've had two teasers about the next DLC. Well, one by accident. It shows Eris on Europa Drifter heading towards what looks like the same planet as Eric's. What roles do you think they have in it, and why do you think they are there? Zero clue, man. I don't know. Uh, I hope it's not Gambit related because that's going to really, really make everybody go, who? Like, even, listen, I'm hard on Gambit. There's people that like Gambit. They always get up my nose on YouTube. Yeah, I, okay, all right, fine. Listen, I'm hard on Gambit, but not enough people like Gambit to have content center around it, okay? Just, it, 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 it's, not, it's, not, it's not good enough, man. It's not good enough. It, it needs to get trimmed down to one mode and then just leave it alone. Like, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need a lot of attention. I'm sorry, there's not enough people that engage with it every day. It's just, it's too low on the totem pole of consumer demand to get lots of bandwidth and attention. I don't care if you like it. Those are the facts. If you look at the engaged player base every day and Bungie's gambling, okay? They're always gambling with their bandwidth. Will people like this? And if Bungie comes to me and they're like, we have limited bandwidth, should we focus on Gambit right now? No, absolutely not. What if you swing and miss again? Like, what Like what if you swing and miss again, man? Like, and then all that bandwidth's wasted on... What, think of it like this, all right? Let's pump the brakes on the bias that happens in this discussion because people are like, I like Gambit, Lono's anti-Gambit, Lono's full of crap. Like, that's typically what happens. Pump the brakes on that. Let's get off that train for just a second and think about it from a, a business standpoint, okay? People that don't like Gambit are in greater number according to player-based numbers. I think I can safely say that. That means anything that you approach the community with that is centered around Gambit, people will naturally be more averse and less likely to give it a shot. It's just, it's a huge risk to do that. It's a huge risk to do that. And hang with me here. It's just a freaking game mode. Okay. It's just a game mode. It's not, it's not worthy of that kind of attention. It's just a freaking game mode. It's not a PVE loot grind. It's not a planet. It's not a strike. It's not a dungeon. It's not a raid. It's a freaking game mode, man. Like it, it, they should not spend skill points there. They, they've got limited bandwidth, and I just think that would be an enormous misallocation of attention. Trim it down to one mode, update the loot, and then that's the freaking end of it. Like, we don't need to do anything to it. They don't need to reinvigorate Control or Clash, and you don't need to reinvigorate Gambit for frick's sake. Just like Trials. Trials is a top that's spinning and it's wobbly. Get it less wobbly, take care of the cheaters, and give it new loot once a year. You do the same thing as Gambit. It's a mode that's just sort of set right it's just set and then you can they can reinvigorate it once a year with loot done it doesn't need to be changed and updated okay the vanguard and the crucible vendors have gotten nothing and strike playlist has got nothing as far as an incentive like so many pieces of the game so many core foundational meat and potatoes aspects of destiny have been sort of left high and dry the last thing bungie should do is focus their attention on making gambit a centerpiece it's just it's a bad idea 
I'm sorry to the people that like it, that hate when I go on these tangents, but it was a it was a swing and a miss, and I don't think you need to focus a bunch of attention on fixing it or making it better. I'm sorry. That's my opinion on the matter. I know that's my opinion, and you're my opinion a bit different. That's fine. Hey, Lono, do you think it's at all possible uh, for us to see an engine update in the fall? There have been a lot of theories about this. Microsoft's building one, Microsoft's porting them to a new engine in September. If we're going to get a new engine in Destiny, I think... September is just very unlikely. Nothing 87. So are we going to Europa and that's going to be like the Reef and D1, the new social space? We don't, we don't know, homie. We're waiting on details just like you. Uh, Mr. Little Jeans. Do you think with the new trailer tease, it's possible that instead of the Almighty getting bigger every day, we now get a 20-second tease of all those potential players in the DLC, Eris Drifter? Ooh, I like this. I like this. This would be cool. Like every day is somebody heading to Europa. This is cool. Yeah, this would be really, really neat. Um, Because we know there's one for Eris and now we have one for Drifter. What if there's one of Ikora? What if there's one of Zavala? That would be pretty cool. Um, Because you've got how many days now? If the, I think what we got today was supposed to hit yesterday. I think Bungie did media blackout in respect of the Black Lives Matter and the Blackout Tuesday, which props them for speaking out and anybody else who has spoken out to try to be an ally in this time, okay? But I, I said my part, I did my videos, but I don't I don't get on a soapbox every day about it because that's not really the main reason people come here. We have, to, we have spoken about it periodically. Um, I think we were supposed to get the Drifter thing yesterday. That means there's potentially then seven of those clips, which... That could be, I mean, seven characters. You could have Ikora, Zavala, Shax, Saint-14. Um, that's only four. We need three more. <laughs> oh, we, did, we didn't say Eris, so Eris. I don't think the stranger's going to show up. Um, uh, the last one is the stranger. I'll DM you a leak about these teasers that are so far right. Os- oh, yeah, Osiris, Mara, yeah. I like this prediction. This would be really, really cool. If there's a leak that's right, that's saying the stranger is going to be the last one, I will be so freaking hyped if the stranger is back. I, I will be. Yeah, probably Fenchurch. I bet you Fenchurch will be in there. Benador. <laughs> Benador. There are some things that point to Enceladus and the Deepstone Crypt coming. Could this be possible? No idea. Nova Hands. Uh, do you see a parallel between the veil or in the darkness? They believe that they are salvation. In this cutscene, they appear to look exactly like us, but we also think we are the salvation of our solar system. I think whatever was speaking to us at the end of the campaign, that's the only way they can communicate with us. I believe they're either so hideous or they don't have a form. That's their choice of how to communicate with us. Um, which... That lines up with mythology and religious and like lots of ancient texts and things about gods. It's like usually that's what gods do is they will communicate with us in a form that we can we can understand and see. Um, that's what I think is going on. So, yo, what's good, Red Queen? Tuffers. You think the Drifter will be part of the next season or year four? I mean, he's in the trailer. Exo uh, Master. I believe it was previously known that the Drifter had encountered darkness-like beings on an icy planet in a, with his previous fire team. Would you like to see a new enemy type this soon, or would that be for future content? 
I never get out the axe and grind it about like, we need new enemies. Like, I just don't do that. Even when they gave us the scorn and the scorn are actually uh, different, okay? The scorn are actually different. They have like the guys that run up and swing the the bell, the, the things with the fire. So they have a different crit spot. There's that giant guy that like shoots the lasers at you. Um... There's, you know, and I and I know people are like, well, they're basically each other clans. You can be okay. They're all basically the same. <laughs> they're all basically the same. How is an acolyte that different than a vandal or a drag? Okay, come on. Like they're all basically the same. How is a hobgoblin and a goblin that far removed from a drag and a vandal? They're crit spots in a different place. Okay, can we just let's just all chill out on that aspect? Now, I think that the the idea of a new enemy setting an ethos can be cool. They did that with SIVA. They could do that in September. I would think they would do that at any annual expansion if they're going to. KGZ. Would you advocate for a $20 season with a new destination? I think right now that would be poorly timed and ill-advised to be like, this season's $20. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think that, that is uh that's a call um that that they would want to make right now. People are pretty dissatisfied with how things went down uh this season, and you know I would say uh I would say that that's just not gonna be a good call. Um uh Dylan roasted Glad. Glad said, Bungie's riding off the Drifter and Gambit. He crashes into the planet and dies. Gambit equals over. And then Dylan says, Drifter will die at the same time as your as your streaming career. <laughs> uh, well, wait, is he paying him a compliment? Basically being like he won't die? Anyway. Um, the Rogue Shadow. Given the history of being able to grind weapon bounties and the advent of sunsetting, do you feel the fall would be a good time to expand into a proper weapon crafting system? No, 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 hell no. Like, that's the gif, uh, the Tracy Morgan no gif. That's my response to you, okay? I want you to go watch that gif. That's my response to weapon crafting. (laughs) Listen, listen. This game doesn't have the loot depth to support crafting. It doesn't. Or trading. It doesn't. It would murder grind. The answer to loot and, you know, building and build crafting in Destiny is intentionality and generosity. Those are the answers. Crafting is not the answer. It just isn't. It's too transactional. It is, it's just way too transactional. It's not, it, it wouldn't work in Destiny. You just have to trust me on that. It, and I know people are like, you can't keep saying that's not Destiny, that's not Destiny. I don't think people understand what crafting would do to this game. That This is one of those instances where it's like, be careful what you wish for. It would be, it would take 24 hours for, you know, cool guy or Fallout plays to say, uh, what's up, guys? Fallout plays here, and this is the absolute god roll for PvP. I, I don't know if that's a good impersonation of Fallout, but and Gucheer, uh, th- th- there'd be all these videos. Here's the absolute god roll, and what would everyone do? You would go grind for the materials, and you would then just make that gun. Done. I just made my god roll. I'm done. 
It would literally take like a day and then the game just gets cannibalized by it. There's no grinding. There's no mystery. There's no pursuit. It's what's the best material grind, grind the material, create the God roll. And then we're all running around with identical freaking weapons. I'm telling you right now, there is like this. It's like when you get a crack in your windshield, man, it would just spread and ugh, it would be so bad for destiny there is not listen from a psychological standpoint okay when you're grinding for a god roll there's always that oh, i might get it okay and like it drops like, oh, let me check it okay i watched the first episode of the world according to jeff goldblum about sneakers and he said dopamine hits its height it's dopamine in your system it hits its height right before you get the thing that you're wanting okay right before when you turn the game into a material grind to craft a god roll, there is no excitement. There is no oh, moment. It's got to keep doing this. Got to keep doing this. Got to keep doing this. Eight more strikes and I'll have enough materials to go make my god roll. That is just freaking boring. It's a time exchange. It's just a time sink to get a god roll. And everybody knows what it is. Crafting only works where there's an extensive build options and trading, and Destiny doesn't have that. It, it doesn't have the loot diversity. It doesn't have the loot depth. It doesn't have. It doesn't even have the combat depth for that. Like, the combat's pretty basic in this game, so the weapons are always going to be sort of in a lane that wouldn't support a crafting system. So, um... I, I'm, I, I'm not being hard on the rogue shadow for submitting this question. I'm being hard on crafting. Crafting would literally be acid on Destiny. It would erode all of what makes Destiny special. That, that feeling of chasing a weapon would just not be there anymore. Uh, TD Emiro. Thoughts on fourth element or subclass with Europa. Paul Tassie is suggesting ice subclasses. That was one of the 4chan leaks. I, that seems nuts to me. An ice subclass just seems weird. I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, ice effects are already in the game, though. They introduced ice effects. Was it in Warmind? Uh, the thrall that explode and like you get kind of frozen and slowed. Um, and they had the snowballs where you threw them at your teammates and it made them slow down. And we had the snowballs that we threw in strikes. I don't know, man. If that spawns some idea, they're like, I, oh, yeah, here we go. Ice subclass. Um, Coldheart is ice, which is arc. Yeah, I don't know. I, ice just doesn't fit. A, a decay subclass makes more sense. According to the lore, according to the lore in Destiny, there are four elements that hold the universe together. Void, arc, the stronger nuclear power of solar and the weaker nuclear power of decay. A green subclass would be a per- it, w- it would work with the colors: blue, purple, orange, green, and it would be a decay subclass. It would all be a- it'd be all about like poison and damage over time and burns and and smoke and black and bleh. like it would be really really neat. That I think would make way more sense than ice. I I don't know ice. Listen, if they do it. I'll try it out and see if it's any any good. You know, maybe it'll be cool. It just, to me, it feels gimmicky. <laughs> it just feels gimmicky. That feels like something from another game. And people are like, come on, man, you can't always say that. It just feels like something from another game. That doesn't feel like Destiny. It's a free stuff. You know, we were throwing snowballs and it was goofy. Uh, I don't know. 
isn't arc ice arc is electricity what do you mean what do you think you're doing when you're doing tickle fingers do you think you're spontaneously summoning like like icicles it's it's electricity <laughs> the, uh vicky uh bungie's mentioned multiple times they want to focus on more rpg elements of destiny armor 2.0 is a good start what other reworks do you think that we need i would like there to be Rather than a new subclass, I would like to see like augmentation or uh, investment in the subclasses. Give me, um, give me five versions of uh, knife trick. Give me, you know, different versions of, uh, you know, different uh, grenades. Give me different versions of my melee. Um, so sorry about the buffering, guys. It is not on my end. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. It's on Bungie. I'm uh, sorry. It's on uh, Twitch's end. If my voice suddenly sounds different, you're going to have to adjust your quality. Um, Spectrum has been a whole lot more reliable than AT&T, but it still is periodically happening. It's a lot less often, though. So tell people in chat just to refresh. And if I sound like I inhaled helium, you just have to adjust your quality. It's just lower quality. Um, Do you uh, think it might be possible that we get a new 15-second teaser every day until the reveal? Somebody already, yeah, uh, asked if that if I think that's going to be something that happens. What's a major change you'd like to see come to Destiny uh, that you doubt Bungie will ever do? Um, a major change that I doubt they'll do is bringing all the D1 raids to D2. <laughs> I would love to play all those raids on PC. There's no way they're ever going to do it. The work to do that for such a small amount of people, um, you know, that would be, uh, the, the, it would be such a small amount of people that would even engage with it. You know, 10% of the community, it would be, it wouldn't be worth it, I don't think. Blame everyone but yourself always. What are you freaking talking about? Uh, Gung Ho Afro. Uh, despite Datamine's revealing uh, one or two tidbits, Bungie's choice to keep info about upcoming content close to the chest has been refreshing. It even has a community scrambling in a positive way. How important is this direction going forward? I like it, and we already had a question about this, so I actually prefer this marketing over like when they showed us all the Rise of Iron, you know, Wrath of the Machine armor before it even came out. Ashen Hollow, does Outbreak Perfected leave its lane enough to be a worthy exotic? No, it doesn't. I believe Divinity does. Outbreak's not good enough because Outbreak only leaves its lane if like everybody runs Outbreak. That's not good enough. That's too that's too interdependent. That's too codependent. I, a gun should just be dope. You know what I'm saying? It should just be dope. I shouldn't have to be like, man, this gun's awesome if literally all of you use it. Like that's not that's not an exotic. I, I don't I don't like that. You know? It's cool, but it, to me, the principle I'm trying to establish is kind of like what the divinity does. The divinity leaves its lane. It sort of functions as a heavy weapon. You're using it in conjunction with heavies. You're using it on majors and bosses because of what it does. Um, and I know somebody might say, well, that's dependent, isn't it, Lono? Like, you put the crit spot and then they run something else. Sure, but it's a little bit different. They can use whatever they want to do damage and my divinity is helping with that. Instead of you have to run Outbreak for Outbreak to be good. Like, that's more restrictive. Um, Outbreak still pulls the highest DPS out of any primary on its own. I would want to see tests on that Arcanist to decide whether or not I believe it leaves its lane enough. I... 
does it leave its lane enough? What I mean, leave its lane. It doesn't need to become a heavy weapon. Is it? Is it? Is it a good? Is it a good uh, secondary as well as a primary? Does that high DPS threshold you're referring to? Does it leave its lane enough? If I shoot a major or a mini boss with it, um, is it? Is it? Is in my mind? Is it like a good shotgun replacer? You know, the Pollo Loco. Uh, on elemental primaries, if Bungie splits champion mods out to a second mod slot on all weapons, could adding elemental affinity mods uh, to that slot be a reasonable choice for legendary weapons? That's actually how they did it originally. Um, that's how they did it originally in vanilla. And I don't know. I'd be okay with that. At least I'd have my elemental primary back. I don't really care about like target acquisition or or backup mag or on a primary I don't really need minor spec boss spec or major spec so I could get behind this this could actually be a way to bring exactly what we've been wanting like I can literally just slap an element on my primary now and have all three elements uh, I'm going to go a little bit faster so this will be a roughly a two hour q and I'm going to try and round this out in the next 10 minutes please don't submit any more questions uh, there's no way you're going to ask something we probably haven't already visited with this many what are your thoughts on the image on the Destiny reveal page being the same as the image of Savathun Song's emblem? I don't really, I don't have an opinion on that. Uh, Jodicus, how do you feel about rather than Bungie adding dedicated servers to uh, to the entire uh, current content of Destiny 2, they narrow their scope and they only add new locations in year 4 in PvP? I, this is exactly the kind of question like I don't have a good answer for. I it, should they do this instead of this? I, I just I don't have a good answer for you. You're you're pit you're you're pitting things against each other that don't feel like they're juxtaposed. Like should they do dedicated servers or narrow their scope and just add new locations? Like I I don't know why you're pitting these two things against each other. Uh, whale whale haven. Last night the whispers in the Garden of Salvation were noticeably louder. My clanmates and I were wondering what could this mean. I think Bungie is doing stuff in the in the game to get us talking. It's just, it's stuff's happening. You know, it's all happening. That's kind of what I feel like is going on. Would you rather see weapons that can roll with god tier perks in their pool or weapons that have less than ideal perks but have mods that do interesting things akin to what we have this season? Um, I'm going to say why not both. I don't know. Um, whispers are not louder. Oh, they're not, they are not louder. It's been confirmed that they're not louder. Ah, they seemed so freaking loud. The whispers being louder is not true. Someone recorded a video of it last year and it's the same. Oh. Well. Whoops. It seemed way louder though. I mean, that might be confirmation bias. How often are we going there and like turning up our headphones and listening? (laughs) You know? It's like, yeah, they're louder because all you dummies are going there and turning your headphones up and sitting really still instead of talking to your clanmates. You're like, is it louder? Shh, shh, shh. I want to see if it's louder. Shh. Oh, it's definitely louder. <laughs> you know, I, that, 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 I guess we got debated. Oh, well, it was fun. JJ Saxon. I recall you saying Destiny was on course for its Avengers Assemble moment with Eris on Europa and Drifter uh, approaching Europa. What roles do you think Kallus and Ormara Sov could be? I, I don't have a prediction about that. I've, I always fly at 30,000 feet. I don't go down and say, well, the Drifter would do this and Kallus would do this. I hover at 30,000 feet and I say, all right, listen, we have a bunch of unlikely allies. We got, you know, the Drifter and Spider and Kallus and Marasov and maybe Aldrin and, you know, 
know, we got all these unlikely allies and we may need them to basically assemble to fight off this, this impending threat. Marine Misk. Since Microsoft is helping Bungie now, we don't know that. What's the chance of Destiny 3 being Xbox exclusive? They will not do that. Their biggest audience is PlayStation. No, absolutely not. There's no way they would they would do that. Uh, Tonebone. And it's also not confirmed that Microsoft is working with them. Um, not really a question, but I just realized that the red ships in the bunker haven't moved on the map. I think they're next to Jupiter. Maybe they're stopping at Europa. It does seem that they have stopped. Yes, that was that was something that people observed this week. They haven't moved. Uh, X-Riot. Do you, and we got the cutscene of them being there at Jupiter. So maybe, they're, maybe they've arrived at where they want to kind of like start doing whatever they're going to do. Do you think that we will get a fall expansion instead of season 11? No. Uh, would you prefer a roadmap for the next season or would you like a completely unknown season? I like what they're doing so far. This is less this is less corporate and less like clinical. Go to the website, check the season pass, check the bullet points, dip a dip a dip. I like that, but this is cool. That's not cool. That's common. This is cool. I would rather them do every once in a while cool stuff. Noble Fury. The player base is currently split on four platforms. Will the next gen console split the player base even more, or do you foresee crossplay? That this is one of the low hanging. There's a bunch of things Microsoft could be helping with. The easiest one could be they just want to have really good crossplay between Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and maybe PC. Maybe they move off the Steam and they move into the Xbox and then into the Microsoft Store. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they stay in Steam, but Microsoft does the patchwork for crossplay. Um, that could be like the easiest thing that Microsoft's helping them with. I also think there's going to be an element of like they're going to show people and say Destiny runs better on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. We're going to give you an FOV slider and increase FPS. I think they're going to do that. They've already changed the settings for a future update. They said. And if they do that, if they give you the increased FOV and the increased FPS, then that'll get a bunch of people to switch to the new consoles. And then maybe they start launching content in 2021 or 2022, and you can't get it on the old consoles like they did with Rise of Iron. So, Microsoft is helping Bungie. I think they are working together. Yes, we have a command in chat, and the command is called... Phil Spencer, 20 minutes after Bungie announced they were breaking from Activision, Phil Spencer said, looking forward to a very bright future working with one of my favorite independent studios on one of my favorite franchises. Excited to see how they continue to grow and evolve Destiny. First of all, why is he using the word evolve? That's something that Pete Parson said. We're going to evolve Destiny over the next couple of years. Why would, he, why would he use that language? It's almost as if Pete Parsons and Phil Spencer have been having conversations. Why is he saying he's working with Bungie on Destiny? That phrasing is intentional. And ever since that's happened, the official Xbox Twitter has been interacting with Destiny posts. They interacted with the Lance Riddick post about him doing voice acting for Destiny. They interacted with a post the other day and Paul Tassi was like, okay, are you guys dating again? My theory's getting traction, by the way, because people are starting to notice Microsoft and Xbox, they're really, they're paying a lot of attention to Destiny. It's not just Phil Spencer liking Destiny. He was even part of one of the Twitch, uh, about uh, one of the bounties. So I think something's going on in the background. It could literally be just as simple as cross play on the Microsoft platforms. It could be much bigger than that dedicated servers new engine blah 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 like here's the thing 
Bungie had their best year when they had a development partner in Vicarious Visions. What did Vicarious Visions do? They ported Destiny to PC. There could be an engine port going on in the background by Microsoft that they launch at some point in time. And when they do that, that would be the beginning of their development partnership. So then you could have Microsoft making DLCs and Bungie making DLCs and we would be in literally the golden age of Destiny. This is all speculation, by the way. But Bungie's at their best when they have a development partner. Yeah, they had High Moon Studios, but VV, VV is is the port king. They they did the Tony Hawk ports uh, and, and relaunches. So, it's all theory, though. We had uh, scrolling in D1, and it destroyed... Oh, re-rolling. It destroyed grind. However, I would like to see a Diablo-esque system where you can re-roll one attribute of the weapon for a currency that doubles every time you roll it. Is this feasible or sensible? I'll do you one better. Just let us change the masterwork, and you're done. Like, after that, you don't need to be able to re-roll perks. It, you do not... Again, the solution to the pain of not getting the drop you want is generosity and intentionality. If player agency and generosity are firing on all cylinders, you don't need to worry about this. You will be able to get the role that you want. I just think we should be able to change the master word. Surefire. If we truly aren't fighting the darkness as the newest leak suggests, what do you think we'll be fighting in the fall? I have no, I have no clue. Largo, with regards to weapon crafting, uh, would you be open to having a seasonal pursuit weapon that you upgrade over the season, a la the artifact? Um, I, there was there was a suggestion made recently that we should go back to like weapon upgrading. You get the weapon and you can't all the perks are grayed out, and you got to like use the weapon and invest a bunch of resources in the weapon to unlock the perks. That's an awful idea. That's an absolutely terrible idea. That's as bad as slow infusion or slow leveling and painful infusion. It's just smacks of that hardcore 10 hour a day grind player and it would stiff arm 75% of the community would hate that. The reason that 75% of the community hated leveling and infusion was because it was geared toward 10 hour a day players, okay? And 10 hour a day players are the ones that argued for it. So... I have always said we can bring back the spirit of weapon investment by having perks drop and their default is like tier one. They work, you can feel them working, but as you use the weapon, the perks upgrade to tier two, then tier three. Once they're tier three, they have like a yellow outline. Your gun is done, right? And then you masterwork it. That means getting the god roll is the beginning of the journey and then you invest in the weapon. That gives you a sense of like, I really, you know, I really put time in with this weapon. Now, some people hear that and they're like, yeah, but sunsetting, you know, you're going to put all that time in and that's going to be more painful to let go of the weapon. Sunsetting is, I don't think, related to just good, you know, iteration on weapon design and weapon pursuit. I think that'd be a that'd be a cool system, or maybe once it's fully upgraded, a mod slot opens up, so there's a secondary mod slot that enables us to do more cooler things with the weapon or something. Uh, big Russian, what new weapon types would you like to see added? I I just want to see legendary trace rifles. That's my main one that I always ask for. Do you have any theories or thoughts about the banner on the wall of the bazaar that shows a pyramid inside the Traveler? Also, the pyramid is shaped similar to the Songwave. Yeah, I don't get into these. Um, I don't get into these theories. Like, what if this entire time there's a pyramid ship inside the Traveler? Like, what if it's the original pyramid ship and, like, they turned on their creator? I don't know. I don't freaking know. I'm just saying random stuff, okay? 
I don't have theories about any of that stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but... That's going to do it for Q&A. That's a two-hour session. If you're here live right now, don't go anywhere. I'm going to do my 10-minute talk about the Almighty being closer and what I think is going on, what I think Destiny is going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, what Bungie is doing. So don't go anywhere. If you enjoyed this segment, it's like an interactive podcast. Click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. That's the little heart button. And you can turn on notifications so you never miss a stream. If you're listening elsewhere, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always get here uh, uh, by going to say no to rage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Bye.